Welcome to Adventure On Outdoors, where we talk about adventuring outside your daily 9 to 5. We're two ordinary guys exploring the outdoors, all while balancing a family life and the demands of a regular job. So join us in our pursuit of adventure and enjoy our conversations with others who share the same passions. I was about to say, like, you have another hat that's more trapper than no, that? No, it's just, it wasn't on my ear. I was like, dang, if that's not his trapper hat, I really want to see what his trapper hat is. I, had, I killed a coyote did it yesterday, and I made a hat. Mm. I would like one of those. You know those hats you see those people make with, the like, the, an, the full animal? Oh, yeah. Right? I wouldn't mind, uh, like... One of those. Could you imagine, like, if I walked in, like, I'm, like, walking to your house. With, like, the... the, the and I have, like, a, a bobcat, a bobcat's face, like, on my, on top of my face. Like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm here for the, I'm here for the pizza. Um, I'm here for the pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where, where would you show up? Where you would say I'm here for the pizza besides Domino's Pizza Hut. I just want to go somewhere and that say the I'm hat the doesn't pizza. fit in. Oh. And I go, I'm here for the pizza. Because they'd be looking at you like, what are you doing here? And I would just, I, I'm going to answer for them before they could the ask pizza. the question. Because I have a bobcat hat. Not a coonskin hat, not anything, but a bobcat hat. Dude, how in the world are you going to drive home tomorrow? How am I going to drive home? Yeah. Just uh, get in and hit the gas pedal, brake pedal, and we'll get there. I'll try and stay awake most of the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, we only got we got a eight hours max drive. Better not take us eight hours. It won't take us eight hours, but if it takes us eight hours, and that means we stopped and pitter pattered around way too long. Dilly dallied. Delay, delay. I'm wore out, man. This is. It's been a long weekend, but. It's been a long, fun weekend. The lack of sleep's kind of wearing on me. Yeah. A little. And the. It's been late nights and early mornings. What'd you and think it hadn't been that early. It's been. The late nights has been what's. It's, yeah, no, Because we've stayed saying. up till midnight every night instead yeah. of. Because normally when you're hunting like this. You go to sleep at ten o'clock. You know, ten thirty, even eleven. Because even one hour a night. Yeah, six hours. Is if we would have get because gaining three hours this weekend would have made a big difference. And I didn't nap. Like yeah, no normally, naps. when you're hunting this hard, you catch a nap somewhere. Yeah, but the weather was too good to to nap. Yeah. You know, it was uh, the all day movement. Yeah, because I think even like when we were back at the camp. Like, had we been at the blind... See, I thought about We that. still would have been seeing deer. Yeah. But I, I was mean, having we, a good time. We saw today. Yeah. We saw we saw deer moving at freaking noon, and there wasn't even a, a, a lunar feeding time or anything. Yeah, but, you know, you, you get out there and you, like, you're up, get to the blind, get back, eat, go back, get done, load up, get, get back. You know, but like this afternoon, that was fun, just kind of cruising around and just enjoying being oh, yeah. outside and and you know. Because if we would have gone to the blind, 
I would have I would have totally gone to sleep today. Oh, right then. Like well, it, like right when instead, instead of riding of just around, cruising. Yeah, I would I would have gone to sleep because I was I was tired. Yeah, it was. Um, I was I was wearing there for a little bit. I got a second win. You did, because I was worried. I was like, man, Daniel's not going to be down for shooting hogs tonight. Which well, I'm always down to cruise around the roads. Proved to be futile. It was crazy. No freaking hogs. like that. We, we just knew that was the sure thing. Which I guess that's how it is. Next time we come, we're coming for rabbits. Yeah. And that's going to be the sure thing. And then we'll kill deer and hogs. Well, we got... We had a good weekend. We came for... Well, our tags kind of changed. Like, what what we were able to shoot coming in versus leaving. Right? Because it, it kind of switched on us, so we changed plans a couple of times. Oh, yeah. I mean, we would have definitely had two does... We in the cooler had. now, for sure. Because we would have both shot does the first day. Yeah. And if that blind hadn't have tilted, then we would have two anyway. Yeah. Even without the tag change. Hear the coyotes? Uh, you Wait, you can't hear things. can't hear animals. I can't. You're I'm going animal deaf. deaf. Dude, whenever I'm, I'm around... That? A coyote? No. Hold on. You hear that back over back there? Back there, yeah. yeah. Vaguely, like they're I'm, coming from over, coming from kind of south and kind of north, or south and north. They're calling back at each other right now. Mm. I keep waiting for a deer to walk by right here. You know, do you hear coyotes like that? Like at like? I hear them at my Louisiana, parents sometimes. But I, I not like here. What do you mean? Not I mean, like you don't here? hear any animals, so I couldn't really. I, I don't hear what everybody else hears. It has to be really loud, and I have to like stop, and I have to focus on it, and then I'll kind of hear it and hope it happens so you can hear. And yeah, then but I have to be focused on. But when there's dead silence, like I hear just kind of a constant like ringing in my ears. Yeah, I do too. But like. We're having a conversation, and I'll hear it, but you don't, you flat out just yeah, don't, don't hear it if other things are talking. Yep. I mean, an elk hunting, I don't hear. So what do you think of this South Texas hunting? We, you came down before, you know, um, but we just were hog hunting, kind of goofing off and just, you yeah. know. But yeah, we this time was, we this, is a ser- this was like a serious destination hunt for us. I mean, we had to drive eight hours from Louisiana. It was a destination hunt for me, for mm-hmm. sure, because I don't get to do this very much anymore. Yeah. On private land where there's stands already and there's corn already out. Hunt. And it was like we didn't have to do much work. Like your dad kind of, he kind of prepped well, he, everything for us. And well, he hooked us up on that. Big on time. The pr- like just so we get here, we could just focus on the hunt. Like he got all the groceries and different. Yeah, and like know, the feeders up. were already full. You know, well, like the feeders are always full. Yeah, and <laughs> it's just it, that, that was it's so nice, God. It, it's it's a great way to end the year for me because I was so burnt from the public land hunting and the the swamp hunting 
and just all the labor and effort the that labor. that entails, yeah. and and the the lack of not just success but the lack of seeing anything. Like I, I didn't see things. I didn't see deer at all. I saw a lot of deer this weekend. I saw more deer this weekend than I saw all year hunting Louisiana. And they're not pets either. That's from Texas. They're not. No, uh, they have a threshold. <laughs> they have a threshold. That they have their, their tolerance for human interaction, not interaction, but present. For human presence, they have a certain tolerance, and the tolerance is greater than where I hunt in Louisiana. But it's not unlimited. Like they, there is a limit to how much, which we proved today, right? Because how much pressure you can put on a little area before they dart? Before they, they're like, eh, I'm not real comfortable here. Right? Something's not right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna move a little bit this way because there's the same resources. Yeah. And less, something doesn't smell right. Right. You know, even because like that doe, that doe that came out on me this morning, she came out downwind, and you know she was far enough off at first but she kept working closer and closer and and I know I was watching her she kept checking the wind and every time she'd check it she'd get real nervous yeah and she would just kind of look around she didn't know what was going on she she knew something was up and the closer she got the more nervous she got yeah and at 50 yards she and, eventually had had enough and, and was just like man and she just kind of walks out but she was just like I'm going to move on I've had enough of this I don't like it yeah you get you get so much time with a deer and then they're gone. Yep, when they're downwind like that. Right. Up, yep. you know, if she was upwind or crosswind, it, it would have been fine. Different. But they just happen to come up. Yeah, that like that the, that blind I was sitting at. You know, it doesn't have a feeder, but you just put a little corn out on the roads and just kind of watch the rabbits run around and and try to get them just to stop as they're cutting through that sendero. You know, they don't always stay, but they may just stop for that. Mm-hmm. minute and that's all you need just to kind of judge them or whatever you know would, those those deer would not come in closer than 200 yards every time they got to that 200 yard mark they're staring at the deer blind yeah because that like, thing that thing sticks out like a sore thumb yeah but it's always been there yeah you know but it's that it's just such a they they look at those windows and something's different. Just deer know their area. So, like, if you walk in a bedding area, they know something went through it. They mm-hmm. may change their bedding area. And after I hunted it this afternoon with you and I saw that you actually take the windows out, I guarantee you they see the difference in mm-hmm. windows versus win- right. windows Right. They don't see out. that reflection of the sky. There's a shimmer they, or something mm-hmm. that they can, I guarantee you they can tell. They no, they, they do, and they look at it. Because it's their, that's their normal. They come there every day. They cross there every day, and they see it. And, and when different. you're there, they look up, and it's like they know it's well, not. That looks a little bit different than it did. And so they, they and that makes them uncomfortable. Right. Kind of like if they're somebody not, took the windows out in your house, and you walk in, you're like, they're not going to hightail out of it. I'm not going to run away, but I'm going to act a lot differently for the until I can figure out. Until what's I can figure happening. out why it's going on. Right. And, and that's that's the thing, like, when you have, like, the private property, they're still wild animals. They're not pets. They're not like at my, where we're sitting right here, where there was one sitting on the porch this afternoon. You know, that they're really, they just, humans are a zero threat to them. You know? Yeah, for, for the listeners, we're at, 
we're at Daniel's parents' uh, lake, lake house, and in this neighborhood, there's just there's deer that just kind of mingle in with the local population of humans. In and amongst the house, his his dad sent us a picture while we're up there deer hunting at the other property of a deer, probably within a three or four feet no, of, where, sitting right of where, where we're sitting right now. Yeah, it was just, just standing there. asking, And he asked us, what, what are y'all doing? Why are y'all hunting over there? <laughs> Even though we can't yeah, legally we're not hunt. Shooting deer can't legally here. hunt here. It was more of the point that we were s- struggling with the deer this afternoon. So, uh, I mean, Mike, yesterday, we'll get back to the story, but like yesterday morning you sat there and saw how many deer... Or let's yesterday. just say, how many deer did you see yesterday as a whole? Yesterday was, what day is it? Today's Saturday? Yeah, Friday. Friday. God, when it feels like we've been here for three days. Mm-hmm. Or four days. We got here on Thursday, but. Yeah, touche. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Friday morning. Well, Friday morning we hunted together because I didn't really uh, yeah, know. Yeah, we the, saw. Uh, I didn't know the property. We saw and, several handfuls. Yeah, we saw. Yeah, we saw a bunch, but we we, we didn't. We, we got there kind of late, so we didn't feed the roads. Because here in Texas, there's 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 all kind of lanes in the in the brush, and the brush is just dense. You, you can't Thorny. hunt. You can't hunt the brush because you won't see anything. You can't see five feet in front without the lanes, and so the lanes you'll see deer crossing them. But if you go and throw corn out, they'll stop and they'll feed. Got to use feed proper corn. South Texas, the Senderos. 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 And what what does Sendero mean? Clearing path. That's the yeah. the term. Yeah, just a, a kind of dirt road. And so they they're shoot shooting lanes basically. No, they're just they're road they're, they're roads through there. Not really shooting lanes. They're just the roads, and you set up on the roads. I would call them shooting lanes. Right, but they're not because you drive on them. Yeah. And they're and so used to, so and it's a, there's, there's cattle ranch out there. And so you're not going to just go clear. And then there's also, down here they do a lot of oil exploration. So they'll, they'll clear out the grids to run the seismic stuff to check the geology. So that's where they originally come from? No, some of them do. The ones like we don't travel on, you'll mm-hmm. see like... You'll see the brush, and it's only like it's three a little bit feet tall instead of like it looks like there was an old old sendero, an old sendero that's there. grown up, but that's an old seismic deal. So they run all the tests, and so they cut the grids and they run their seismic tests to check the geology, looking for oil or natural resources underneath. Mm-hmm. And the landowners they come in and lease it, and then they'll check for it. Well, those when they. When they're done, they'll grow back up, but some of them will stick around. And then the um, the ranchers, the um, like the rancher out there, he the runs pro- the, the cattle. The property owner. The property owner is different, though, but he leases out the cattle rights. To the rancher. The grazing rights, right? And then he'll lease out, like they lease out the hunting rights to us. And they're long-term things, so we, we're all interacting together. And everybody has their kind of their rule, but but they have to get around, look at their cattle and stuff like that. So, so who maintains all the the senderos? Like, who's the one that cuts the senderos? Is it the property owner or the cattle? He ranch? does. Uh, the property owner out there does. 
But that's not always the case. That's but just that's not lease. always the case. You can lease it, and then you have to maintain it. There's leases where you have to build or upgrade something. There's all sorts of rules out here. Pending, pending the, I guess at the end of the day, the quality of deer. You know, and the way their their management practices are. But long story short, the senderos. You set up a blind on there. You can't see in the brush. It's so thick. You can't. If you try to walk through it, you come out looking like you were in a fight with a lion. Yeah, every everything. Every single bush has and a tree has thorns. You can't just walk by it and just brush against the branch without it's gonna snag you. Without getting snagged. And I mean, so you can't like even though you're sitting and you can see, you know, a hundred acres. A deer could be thirty yards from you, and if he's in the brush, you'll never see. Him. You'll never see him. Like if it walked out of the road, it's gone forever. Yeah, and if and if you don't feed what we're getting at is if you don't feed the roads, then they're probably not going to stop long enough for you. I to... I mean, how long we didn't feed the roads the first day? How long did it take from the when the time the deer walked out into that sendero and then back into the other side? How long? Just Did enough you time for you to get your rifle up and watch them disappear walk. through your scope. Yeah. So you have so you, no time to so you judge go an animal. And, so you hop in your, your buggy, your Polaris or four wheel or whatever, and you you one guy drives and the other guy sits on the back. And, and just that's kind of new for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of trickle out the corn all up and down the road because you don't know where they're going to cross. And so how many, I mean, we were doing them probably... Anywhere from 100 to 300 yards mm-hmm. of corn, or probably 100 to 200 yards of corn per sendero. Yeah, yeah, and you, you'll you'll put out like a bag per spot. Yeah, so you're not dumping beer. a whole bag. You know, you're you're doing like a quarter bag every two, three hundred <laughs> yards. Yeah, you have like a handful that may go. Um, it's about it's about I would say it's probably about 50, a coffee can fifty kernels. Per f- five feet. Yeah, it's not much. So like ten kernels a foot. Yeah. Somewhere if you really want to get yeah, scientific. Yeah, it's, it's about just it. a trickle. Yeah, it's not a bunch of corn, but it's, it's enough. It's not like you like you have to look to see if there's even corn on the road. Yeah. Like, you're, like did they eat it all? It's enough to where if the deer's walking across, he's like, "Ooh, what's this? Piece of corn. Let me smell it." And he may eat a couple and then walk back out. So it's not like. These deer don't survive on corn. And if you're lucky, they'll hit that corn. And if they're really far off, they'll follow the corn towards you sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. A little bit. Every once in a while you get a greedy deer. It's like, I'm really not going into that thorns again. Yeah. So I'm going to walk down the... I'm going to walk the length of this corn and see how long it takes me. And then I'm going to go into... So all the... all, all the deer those the are first the ones morning, you can't really shoot anyway. Those are the ones you just watch. So all the deer the first morning just kind of... They, they they skirted out of sight before we could really get a glimpse of what they were or or how big their antlers were to see if they were of the quality standard that this place has. Yeah. And so Well we you saw so we saw quite a few that day. We saw a bunch. And we then like we'll get to the gist of it, right? You got a doe. We'll get back to the funny part of that. The I'll let you tell that story here in a second, but I was going to finish my thought that we got off of. Then I sat at another one, so I saw that that afternoon, Friday that afternoon, I saw I, I had ten doe 
at the feed, at not the feeder, at the at the blind in all different directions. And on the Instagram story, I was finding it humor humorous because Mike, about what time was it that you shot the doe? Four I o'clock? shot the doe about four o'clock. Okay, so four o'clock we had we were allowed one doe to shoot between Mike and I. So we we were allowed one bow doe, a little scrub buck, which is basically a spike that is like. A, manage, uh, a management deer, a management something they want deer. out of the herd. Yeah, something we just want out. So it'd be like a. There was a. The funny story Mike will tell. You, well, we'll just. Anyway. You want to just tell the story? No, because I got to get to the point. But the point is the whole thing, I guess. So yeah, tell the story. So earlier that day, Mike. That afternoon, Mike shot a, uh, a doe about four o'clock. I was sitting at another spot, staring at all these doe. They were everywhere. We filled the doe tag that we were allowed. I couldn't shoot a doe. Then, but earlier that day, we were allowed scrub buck, and one popped out on Mike. So, I'm sitting in a, it's a ground blind, and it's just a, basically a, a, a box. I'd say a five by three box. It's got a roof on it. It's yeah. got little windows all around it, and... It's just sitting on the ground, and there's there's a feeder, and there's a couple senderos. Am I saying that right? Yep, senderos. I'm getting it. There's a couple of senderos, and I'm just sitting there looking down the senderos, keeping an eye on the feeder, and uh, I see a deer pop out, and I pull my binoculars, and I start checking it out, and I see it's a buck, and I see it's a small buck. It's got it's got one antler is is got three points. It's curved it's got a nice not nice but i mean it was a standard side of it yeah antler. standard three point w- would have been a six point if he had matching side right but his other side has like a, a main spike beam. just sticking straight up and it's like it started to branch but it was just kind of not like it was just like a little mini hand yeah with no fingers <laughs> and they had mentioned something about a you know shooting a scrub buck, and I was like, "Well, this looks like scrub." So I start. Well, well you we well, gotta. Oh, go ahead. So I start texting Daniel, I'm like, "Hey, man, I got this deer. It's got three points on one side and a spike on the other. Is that a is that a management scrub buck?" And uh, we go back and forth, and they're like, "Yeah, shoot it." And uh, at the, at this point, it was two hundred and twenty five, two hundred fifty yards out, and. I really didn't want to take that shot at that distance because I'm not super comfortable shooting over 200. And uh, so he starts feeding closer. and They're constantly texting me. I'm like, all right, well, if he comes closer, I'll shoot him. And so he keeps working closer, keep working closer. And so at that point I realized, all right, this deer is going to come in range and I'm going to get to make a shot. So I, I have to move across the blind because I'm sitting – on one end of the blind and the window to that side is is on the far end of the blind yeah. for me so See. i have to kind of get out of my seat and i take a knee on the floor of the blind to get set up for the shot and i'm getting set up and i'm waiting on him to get but you're broadside. like resting your gun on the window yeah i'm resting my gun on the window and opening so as he gets closer i'm like all right as soon as he turns broadside I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and, and squeeze off, and 
he gets he gets broadside, and I'm kind of set up, but I'm not I'm not as balanced as I want to be. I'm kind of leaning forward, and so I, I get a little bit closer to that side of the blind. I get set up, and I get right on him, and then I kind of lean forward a little bit just to balance myself. And right as I do that, the blind just starts tilting like a seesaw <laughs> to that way because evidently when they set it, well, it wasn't hold level. On, well, it's it seesawing, and then what happens? Yeah, just let me tell the story. <laughs> What's well, my story? I'm gonna tell it how I want to tell it. <laughs> so when they set the blind, it wasn't level, so they 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 chalked it up with some some pipes to level it off. Well, one of the pipes had kind of shifted to the center, so when I got across, when I got on the other side of that pipe in the blind, that blind tilted like a seesaw, and when it tilted. <laughs> I was ready to shoot right as it started tilting, and so like it, it, I got freaked out, and I squeezed. And I'm looking through my scope, and all I see in the scope is the deer's feet at the top of the scope when the gun goes off, and then I see a big giant cloud of dust and a white tail just hauling off into the bushes, and I'm like, oh god. And he's, I, I keep thinking he's going to come back out, but, I mean, I covered him in dust. It was like a landmine went off at his feet and just covered <laughs> him in dust. has been the joke all weekend. Yeah. So, and they didn't believe me. They thought I was full of crap. <laughs> my dad My dad came to go, um, late, fast forward a couple hours, Mike takes a doe. Yeah, I shot it. Takes a doe, it runs shot off. Shot a doe later. 20 yards, drops, perfect, perfect shot. And so my my dad comes and is like, hey, I want y'all to keep hunting. I'll just come grab the deer from you, and uh, so you can keep hunting because we're we're chasing this eight point eight pointer that's been seen in the area once up to that point with like some kickers on it, and it was a good solid deer to harvest a mature mature buck, and we only had a few days, so we figured that was that was going to be our best chance to to get that deer. So, my dad, my dad is like, we've all been texting about this for a little while, you know. And when I when I told him, this is the most odd thing ever, right? Mike misses misses the scrub buck that he wasn't comfortable shooting earlier because it was a little far, and then all of a sudden he misses the deer because the deer blinds tipped over. When when I texted him, like. (laughs) The, the the blind like shifted and tipped and I I missed and he's he he said something like yeah this is a joke right or something like that and I was like no I'm serious and he never responded so when they come out there they're like yeah I'm cut we're coming out there to get the deer I was like all right cool and so they show up and he starts walking up to the blind and like he passes the deer up he doesn't even stop at the deer he walks past the deer because I drug it you know back behind the blind. He passes the deer up and he walks straight to the blind and I knew exactly <laughs> what he was doing. And so I got in the blind and I'm like, watch, Mr. Jerry. And so I walk to the side and it tips and he starts laughing. He's like, oh, sure enough, it does. Because <laughs> he thought I was Because <laughs> nobody believed him at that he moment. Thought I, he thought I made up a tall tale to cover for making a bad it, shot. It, didn't, it took me till tomorrow, yesterday evening to confirm my belief that he was full of it too. I almost, in fact, I almost left it because when when it tipped and I showed him, you know, I fixed it. I kicked the pipe out to the very edge of the stand so it wouldn't tip anymore. But I contemplated leaving it 
so that I could show Daniel, <laughs> so I could show you, because I knew you wouldn't believe me either. Because it sounds, I mean, it's... No, I mean, how many times do you sit in a deer stand? In a ground blind. In a ground blind. That's not, that's on a seesaw. It's, I mean, it's literally sitting on the ground. There's not, like, feet. There's not, it's not on bricks. It's not, it's on the ground. It had a couple of fence posts, like yeah. fence, hollow, aluminum, yeah, like just, hurricane fence Yeah, that's just the poles. footing to keep it... The, just laying sideways underneath it, and one of them had just kind of rolled. Yeah, and when he, but, I mean... The, and then, you know, he, he's a guest out here hunting. Yeah. He, the first deer that we pull a trigger on, he misses. And it was just the whole thing, you know. But it was... Um, and it was so when good, I missed... It'll be a story forever, though. And then, so I missed that one. And then the doe comes out that I shoot. And she comes out and, and she came out at... And she, and she was close to like the edge of where I was comfortable, but I was like, she's close, you know, she's about where that you, buck was. You did 180 big paces, 180 yards. Yeah, it was about a, yeah. it was about 185 yards is what I figured. I, I GPSed it, and it was about 185 yards. But she was she was broadside, and I mean, when I squeezed off, when the gun went off, it was perfect. Like I just knew it was a perfect shot, and. I knew I was getting heart and lungs, and I was expecting her to just fall over. You know, I'm shooting a thirty out six, plenty yeah. of knockdown. A lot of times when you hit them heart and lungs, they go down right yeah, there. They just with fall. that gun. Well, I shoot, and she just kind of trots off into the bushes, and so I start freaking out because I've had I've had a rough year when it comes to, to hits, hits and misses. I've I've had some. I've I've shot a couple limbs, I've made a couple of bad shots, C- clean misses. I haven't I haven't wounded any animals this year. I don't think. No, oh. I, I haven't wounded any animals this year, and so I start freaking out, and I'm texting Daniel I'm like, dude, I just shot at a doe. I swear I was on her. It looked like a perfect shot. But she just trotted off. And I mean, I know in my head that plenty of times you can make a double lung heart shot and they're still going to run. And I can't see because she went into the brush and they disappear. I don't know if she could have fallen. How long was this? Uh, like, this was only like two hours after the little scrub buck, right? Oh, hour, hour and a half. An hour max, and a half, yeah. Max. And so I was still kind of shook up from that. And it was in the same spot, but like, <laughs> I pre-tilted the blind <laughs> before I shot her. Like, I got into that spot, let the blind tip over, and then I squared up on her and shot. But anyway, so I'm texting Daniel. and Dude, it's hilarious text. What did you write? <laughs> Hold on. Let me just pull this out. Hold on. Cause, All just, the thoughts are going through my mind. Like I just want to read. I'm, I'm done. Like, they're never going to invite me back here. Like, <laughs> I either I either made a bad shot and wounded her, or I completely missed and I just missed two deer in an hour and a half. It's so he's still sitting in the blind, and he go he goes I, I, like I the last thing I said watch for turkey because I'd seen some heading his way, and then he goes I just shot a shot at a doe, but she effing ran. <laughs> I was dead on that deer. What the heck? If I miss, I'm quitting. <laughs> I respond, hang tight, give it 30. 
I had to have hit her. And I, and I go, and I text, lung shot? Maybe she should have dropped. I was locked in. And then I'm like, they don't always drop. Give it 30 and then go check. True that. And, I, and then it was like a little pause, and I was like, how far a shot? About 200. At this point, I was like, oh, he missed. <laughs> I was like, he has no, like, and I just give him a two <laughs> thumbs up, like, yeah, right, good luck. I was like, and and I didn't, like, so we have a doe supposedly on the ground, and we only get one doe tag. So I'm like, man, I'm standing around all these doe right now. Did you have deer on you they at that point? They started coming in at this point. And so I have I have shots on doe. Like, I can take a pick and find the best eating doe there is. And so I'm like, this is about 15 minutes of conversation about that. And I was like, it's 15 minutes. You know what? It, it was only like it, it felt like 15. It, it, it may have only been 10. Like, that was the Let's fastest see. I've ever gone look for blood. Yeah, it's about... But it's so well, thick, and, and you don't make any noise walking the scenario, no. so you're not yeah. going to, like, spook so them. So I was like, so I go, go check for blood. Um, and then I said, but don't, don't, walk, go, don't but, go in the bush. But don't go in the bush. He goes, all right. And I give him two more thumbs up. And then I go, good luck. And then earlier this week, he sent me a meme from the Daniel Day-Lewis movie, There Will Be Blood. And so I sent him the little meme about There Will Be Blood. And he goes, there's there's blood, but it's got effing guts. And I yeah. was like... Because I look down and I see this nice, bright red patch of blood, and or dark red. It was, it was pretty dark red. And I was like... Oh, okay. Well, I got, well, I got blood. On. Hold on. And then there's, the text there's just green. <laughs> well, hold on. I was like, was it broadside? He goes, yeah. And I was like, I don't know how much guts. And then he's standing there and he sends me a picture. And it's not that bad. Like, but you could see it. It was, it was half but, guts, half blood. But there was really good solid blood. And I was like... But it was dark, so I'm thinking like, oh my god, it's liver. Yeah. I'm like, my gun's off, because I know where the crosshairs were. But but his gun was not off, because he did shoot a coyote at about 140 yards the morning, that morning, and it was a solid a solid shot. Yeah, it was a said, solid head shot, but I wasn't necessarily aiming for the head. it was a hit. <laughs> and um, I was like, you may find her, just... I said, you may find her laying down in there, but going to be tough because I just couldn't get a read on the picture. And and then then we got on a phone conversation for a little bit, and he went in there, and he's still freaking out about this. I trailed the blood. And And he was laying in there like 20 yards in. Because on a gut shot, you're going to see blood, but then it's going to start trickling to like almost nothing because if you shoot guts, generally – some of the guts are going to plug that hole yeah. and you get like no drip. But I was getting good blood and I, she was following a deer trail and then at one point she didn't follow the main trail and she went through a bush and I was like that's a dead deer. She's on the death run. And sure enough she didn't go 30 yards and she's laying there. And the the entry wound was perfect right behind the shoulder. It was, I nicked it just still a, a been quartering away. I nicked just a little bit of the shoulder meat, but somehow it came out a foot further back on the other side. And yeah. I swear she was dead broadside, but we don't. We're not gonna. We're not gonna claim. I think it hit a rib, and 
But he, it, good deer. Long and story short, I was freaking out. He was freaking out for this. It was this about a thirty minute ordeal, and he did not want to miss. And nobody wants him no, because given the year him, I've had, I needed it's him been... to find out because I'm sitting there on doe and we have one doe tag. And that was the when I saw the guts. That was the first thing that popped in my mind. I was like, shit. Daniel's not going to be able to shoot a deer this because afternoon. Because we're going to be looking for this thing. And we may not find this deer. Yeah. And that so, was my biggest and, fear. was like, God, dog, and so, I'm ruining somebody else's hunt. And I'm never coming back here. <laughs> and Daniel's dad's going to hate me. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there, and he gets it. And I'm like, at this point, like, he finally claims it. The does start popping out all over. There's, there's ten different – there's <laughs> three different groups of doe. There's ten total, and I'm sitting there just staring at them, and I'm I'm out. So now I'm only hunting for a buck, a buck, right? But I mean, thank goodness most of them were pretty far. So well, I was gonna, I'm I'm okay to take it. So we we corned, for me, I corned out to about 400 yards, from in all directions, um, and I mean, most of them were 300 plus, so it would have been a... Yeah, at that moment, whenever I started counting them, oh, they were they all 300, but <laughs> most of them moved on in. They would come from one lane to the next, or the scenario to the next, and got me saying lane, so, so Louisiana. The shooting lanes. Um, they might start off Cinderas, but once you put a blind up, it's a shooting lane. Okay. It might be a Cinderas as well. But couldn't shoot anything, so... We're now we're only in buck mode, right? We're, we're after this buck, so we're sitting steady, just hoping. Still hoping, hoping it, the scrub buck or one of the big mature in, bucks come out. Nothing ended up ended my day. I called in a bobcat to like right, I mean ten fifteen yards from me. Got to watch that for about twenty minutes and a ten doe all around me, just not being able to harvest any of them. We, we, we turned it in and then this morning we woke up went back to the back to the same spot still no doe tags but we we knew we we're in the area of this buck so my son Briley he's he came in yesterday and hunted this morning with us but he was on the north side we were on the south side and then uh, Matt was in the middle kind of more north side and Briley texts me and said Matt who's Matt huh who's Matt's Matt? um Briley's stepdad and um and so the that deer right there he's he'd seen a buck and it was heading south straight down me that the one of the roads that one of the roads that I'm on about maybe 2,000 yards north is another uh, another blind, and um, and so that. He, oh yeah, we got it, that text. Hey, Dad. Yeah. Matt said there's a a, a, big a, buck. a big buck headed your way. Yeah, and so I'm I'm dead locked on this road because it's it's the same road and it was heading down it. So I'm 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 all in good high spirits. And I just stare and stare, and I still have five does standing over at me on the right. I still can't shoot a doe. Five of them, nice. And they're just mosing around, enjoying my corn. And uh, so the buck never shows. Briley, Briley, see, 
wants to have a Mike's been wanting to Mike likes to bring weird things home to his wife to cook and so we decided Briley was sitting on a javelina and said hey do you want to want a javelina and everybody says javelinas are not good to eat because they stink and they're but, okay but Steve Vernella says that <laughs> javelina pretty are, are pretty tasty and it's and a he, real and white he put it, meat. And he put it in his book. Yeah. And so Mike, I wanted to Mike try Mike wanted it. to try it. So we we have them all over the place. And so Briley takes takes a javelina this morning and brings it in to get it cleaned for Mike. And I'm still waiting on that buck. It never showed. So everything turned off. And that was probably about 10, 30 this morning, 11. Yeah. yeah, probably about 10 o'clock. Was it 10 or was it 11? It was somewhere between there. It was late it was late in the morning. I think you picked me up at 11. Yeah. And so I pick, I go pick up Mike at his place. We go and cl- help Briley clean the, clean the hog, clean the pig. And um, Not a pig. Well, it is a pig. It's a member. It, of the a old new, world. The new, new world, world pig. Pigs. <laughs> it's a pe- it's the it's a peccary, and peccary. A, that's yes. the word. Yeah. And uh, they're little they're little pig animals, um, real aggressive, and they're kind of cool. They're cool animals, you know. So we clean that up, and we go go cruise the roads. Just kind of enjoy the afternoon. It's a beautiful day. Just kind of just seeing the property, and we see a freaking. We saw what six deer while yeah, we were riding. We, we saw new... all doe all over the place. A little eight point, no, a little six point six buck. Point. I mean, we're seeing deer all over. Well, we're like, man, it's gonna be a good evening hunt, you know. Lacey, it's probably cold. No, she's just like. Oh, she's rolling bone. around on her bone. Um. And so then we go, and I call my dad, just kind of give him an update of our hunt and see how things were going. And we had to bring back a trailer with the Polaris back to my dad. We're trying to just figure out the logistics of it all. And and he was like, man, let me call one of the other lease guys that hadn't been out there much this year. He was like, yeah, why don't you take a take one of my do why don't they take one of my doe tags so it's back on right so we get a doe tag we're like oh sweet this is gonna be easy we're heading we're gonna head back to where the where the all the does like to hang out you know it's like the mall for does right i mean they're on every lane a group of three or four just chilling hanging out yeah at this point you had seen more deer than anyone yeah and all does yes all those couldn't shoot one. Got permission to take a extra dose. So we, Mike and I, were like, "This is done deal. Let's just go sit up in that blind. We'll take one. We can still hog hunt tonight. Hog hunt and rabbit hunt tonight. We can go clean it, shoot it, get it in the uh, ice chest, and be back out before dark." So we go sit there. Nothing. 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 We're getting closer. Nothing. Nothing. We're getting down to like 15 minutes of light. Still nothing. Not a 
thing came out. Not one thing I've seen already. <laughs> and what did I say right when we sat out in the blonde? Is it, nothing's going to show. <laughs> so we ain't going to see crap. Yeah, and Because now it. we can shoot it though. Yeah, so nothing <laughs> happens. Matt's over at the blind. We've been seeing stuff all weekend at nothing. Briley's on the complete opposite end, and it's it's like, I don't know, probably a mile or so away. And um, he's texting Hey, what was that little scrub buck y'all saw the other day? What what did it look like? And we're like, the one Mike missed, right? He's like, three on one, three on one, three by one. He's like, yeah, I think this is it. He's like, let me knock the dust off. It's been cleaned up over here. It's got all the dust knocked off from the mist. And I was like, shoot him. But he was like, nah, I'm he kind of held off and. Well, Mike and I get back. Every we're sitting at the camp, kind of packing up because we got to go home tomorrow. And Briley pulls up and he's like, "I got a doe." We're like, "Figures." He wasn't even hunting doe, and but Matt wanted one and he hadn't seen anything, so Briley shoots a doe. And but then he was like, "But I missed the eight point with the kickers." We're like, what do you mean? I didn't get a chance to shoot it. So he had been crawling, belly crawling across trying to get this eight point. And then never gave him an opportunity, went off into the brush, and you can never see him again. Well, we started asking him, like, what he'd been seeing. He'd seen a group of ten does, another couple doe, two doe, the scrub buck, and uh, the eight point. Everything Mike and I had been seeing for the last two days were all the way across the property. <laughs> all at one deer blind and not a single other one. There was, there was all of, everybody was hunting. Yep. And nobody saw anything but Briley saw a total of 17 deer this evening. Yeah, which is why we mentioned earlier that these deer even though they have a high tolerance for human presence, there's a threshold because Daniel and I hunted those two stands all weekend, all weekend. And we, we were going, we kept going and checking back even when we weren't hunting to see if there were any hogs coming in to eat the corn. Cause we really wanted a hog to, to mix with the venison. And we evidently overstayed our welcome. Yeah, we overstayed them. They all moved out. And, and they the, moved north. And the blind Briley was sitting at nobody's hunted there all season. Yep. It was the only blind nobody's hunted at. There's no feeder. There's no... It's 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 an old fuselage of an airplane cut out to be a deer blind. Yeah. It's, it's the owners of the ranch said he's had it his whole life. Like, that's what he's been hunting there his whole life. Really? Yeah. And so Briley went to just go sit at it and he threw a little bit of corn out and 17 deer later. And the big eight point. And the big eight point. With the kicker. And, um. So he almost shot that. But he got, he got the, he got, at last light, he pulled a doe in for Matt. And we packed it up and we're back at the lake house. And it's about probably close to midnight. Got an eight hour drive tomorrow, but. uh, It's after midnight. Is it? But we did we did a little hog hunting, a little rabbit hunting, but didn't see yeah, anything the, in either. The whole thing on this trip was 
we're like, oh, you know, we're going to shoot deer. But, you know, if something happens and we don't see deer, deer aren't moving, we'll at least get to we shoot some always hogs. always see hogs. Like, there's no way we're not going to kill some hogs. Like, like we'll at least get two or three hogs. We passed up last night to go, and then passed up on our other property in, uh, south of there, about another, it's like an hour from the lake house. And... And that place is infested with hogs. But we just knew that we were going to see hogs here because yeah, they got they got hogs pictures everywhere. They got pictures of groups yeah. of 20, 30 hogs. Every low impression is a waller. They're scraping brush, you know. They're rubbing brush and everything else. And we're like, well, we'll just put out a bunch of corn and we'll just go run the roads and and because uh, it, it hogs you can shoot because they're they're such a nuisance species. Yeah. You can hunt them at night with a spotlight. Yeah. So in addition to us, like kind of checking, even in the middle of the day, just checking to see if they were there when we're not there, because they're they're real, they're kind of stupid. Their main defense is their sense of smell, but like you can ride up on them with a bike, a four wheeler, yeah. buggy, and as long as you're downwind of them or crosswind, mm -hmm. they're not going to spook. And so we kept thinking, oh, we'll get them. We'll get. Well, we'll wait till the last night. Then we'll go and we'll kill a couple pigs. And yeah, we'll go and we'll drop them off and get some. Like it was just a baby. done deal. We did not have yeah. any idea that there was any chance that we would not see them. I would have to say that ninety nine percent of the time we hunt around here and the other place, there's there are at least one pack of hogs that you will see yeah every especially time. if you go right around at night yeah every time and you you know the, the the places it's usually the lower areas that hold water and mud um a lot of we satch area it's 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 just like oh that's where hogs live you can see it in the dirt and the soil and everything else nothing but we're also going to see rabbits because all while we're sitting this afternoon there was rabbits everywhere. But we we only had 122, and we let uh, Matt's youngest son, yeah, uh, Cade, take it to shoot rabbits out the blind. And so we didn't have it. So we didn't. And we saw, of course, because we didn't have a way to shoot them, we saw 30 rabbits. Yeah. And then so later we go run the roads, catch a bird. And um, yeah, Daniel caught this crazy bird. A bullback. He, he spotlighted it and walked up to it and just kept the spotlight on it and was just able to ease his hand slowly down and just pick it up. And it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I put it on the Instagram story, but did you? Yeah, by the time y'all hear this, it may be gone. But well, it was you have the video, sweet. so. Yeah, I got a video. I'll link it. We, in. We can put it I'll on. link it in the show notes. Well, final thought. What, final thought is let's just make your final thought something about what how what you liked about the hunt that you're not used to. That's good because that's what my final thought was going to well, be. Cool, anyway. perfect. Um. Like I mentioned, like I like I kind of talked about earlier, this kind of hunting is it's totally different from what I've done all year. And even though we're like all year, I've been hunting whitetail deer, and 
this hunt, I've been hunting whitetail deer, but the way I've gone about it in the two different areas has been completely different. I've been hunting public land all year long in Louisiana and Arkansas, and I've had some success. I was able to kill one in Arkansas, and I was able to kill one in Louisiana. But You're in a tri-state deer hunt. Yeah, I've I killed three deer in three states this year. That's that, that's something I've never done before. No, I haven't done it. Uh, so that's pretty cool. But the last two months, I don't think I've seen a deer since I killed since I killed the deer in Arkansas. All my hunts at, since like the first of November, I haven't seen a deer in Louisiana. I didn't hunt in Arkansas after I killed it there in Arkansas. But anyway, so public land hunting, you have to haul your stand in. It's you have to scout. You got to find an area. You can't throw bait. You're looking for fresh sign. You got to haul your stand in. You got to set it up. You got to take it down. It's a lot of work. It's very rewarding and it's very raw. And it's, it's just a whole nother experience that I've grown to love over the last couple of years because I don't have a lease. And coming to do this was such a welcomed change because you can just come out here and you can just walk up in the stand and you get to sit and you get to see deer because of the way they manage here and the way they are able to minimize the pressure and the deer you just you get to see deer and you get to see wildlife and it's been a it's it's been a fantastic way to close out the year because I was freaking wore out from all the work and all the non success or just not not seeing anything. I don't I don't have to kill something every time. I don't even have to see something every time to enjoy it because I just love being out here and I I actually enjoy the work. But <coughs> I also enjoy the non work. And I enjoyed that hell out of this weekend. Yeah, it's a... Because it was, it was not a lot of work. And I saw a lot of deer. And I saw a lot of animals. And I just got to observe. I was able to watch deer. So does without that... feeling like I had to kill them. Yeah. You know, because on public land in Louisiana, you see a deer and it's in season, you better kill it because you might not see another one. And here I was able to, because I didn't have a tag... I was able to see a doe today and watch her for 30 minutes. Him. I was able to watch her for 30 minutes. Yeah. I set, I, she was still, you know, 100 yards off for most of the time. And so I have, I have a little handheld camera. And so I, I zoomed in on her and I set it on the corner of the blind. And I was able to watch her, like on the viewfinder, and just kind of watch how she does things and watch what noises set her off. And at one point, my binoculars fell off my leg and onto the bottom of the blind. And I was able to watch how she, you know, alerted and looked around and became nervous. And and watch her check the wind and and slowly get more and more uncomfortable with my smell. See the process of what the deer goes through. Yeah, and just just learn about them. And and that's something you don't get, you know, shooting the first thing that comes out. Like, you you can really learn a lot by... By letting deer walk and letting them pass, which I, I don't do because I on public land because when you work that hard, you feel like you have to kill whatever's in season. Well, and also you're on for food. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I want to yeah. fill the freezer because I, my family eats it. I don't, I don't rely solely. I mean, I can go to the grocery store, but we really try to eat as much wild, organic meat that I can provide. And so every time I go out there, I'm trying to bring something back because I got three kids and a yeah. wife that's sitting at the house, and every time I'm gone, I'm, you know, I'm catching crap for it. Not crap, but yeah, it, it's counting. It's time against, away from the family. It's time away from the family, so I need to I need to have something to to show for it. So, yeah, but this is it, it's been it's been a learning experience. It's been a welcome break from the the labor of of hunting public land, and uh, I'm I'm extremely grateful and appreciative to uh, to Daniel and his family for for having me out here and. Hooking you up and hooking me up, put me on some deer, let me let me kill one of their allotted allotted tags because if like it's their tag, whether they kill it or I kill it, that tag's gone. Yep. And and I'm very appreciative of that. So it's been a great great deal. I think, and I hope I hope to get invited back next year. I think my final thought will be is that you know when you I, I've lived in South Texas. The majority of my life, except for the last two years, I've lived somewhere in South Texas. And my whole life I've been brought up hunting one way. And moving to Louisiana and being able to go elk hunting in Colorado the last couple of years um, has made me understand the differences from state to state, but also see the similarities and the difference you know you see the similarities and you see the differences in so many different things to bring somebody into that world which is in texas is a rarer opportunity than you one might think especially on private land and lease land where there's a lot of restrictions um and to be able to bring somebody in there and, and let them know that it's not shooting pets out of the yard deer and letting them know that this is deer hunting, it's a different way. That we, had, we in Louisiana and here, we still have the same struggles as you can't see the animals unless you're in there. But here it's even harder in a way, but it's changed the way we hunt to a point where it becomes, why do we hunt that way versus somewhere else? Well... If you understand the landscape, you understand that nobody would shoot a deer, ever, if you couldn't do some of the things because there's no way to walk through some of this brush. I mean, they still would, but it would be fewer yeah, and far if, if this, if this track, I'm sorry to interrupt your final thought. Yeah. You're just, you're touching on some good stuff. If, if this parcel that we hunted was public land none of us would have even seen a deer. That's right. It would have been like maybe one person would have seen a deer, but it would be highly unlikely mm-hmm. because you can't see. There's you can't no, walk. You can't get through You can't it. walk. You wouldn't be able to get in there. It it's would thick. just be, it, it would be a 2,000 acre briar patch with a couple of small, like 10 feet tall <laughs> clearings where you can see like 10 yards, 15 yards. But you and know. it's so dry, it's not like you can find tracks that you can really like hone in on a trail and set up. But 
it's yeah. still hard. Yeah, it'd and, be and it'd the, be impossible. And the work in public land is in a given day, and the work on that land is year round. You're maintaining roads. You're you're building these things. You're putting your time and your sweat into it. It, but you make it because you have to sit in one spot for twelve hours a day or ten hours a day. You make it comfortable and you get it ready so when it's time to season, you can enjoy it in a different way than others that put in that public land grind have to do. And I think at the end of the day, it's all deer hunting. It's all what we enjoy, and everybody celebrates it in a different way, and everybody approaches it in their own way. And though Mike and I have plenty of differences in hunting styles and methods and thoughts and dopey or no dopey, right? At the end of the day, we can both enjoy each other's way of hunting and share those experiences and and really um, come to a conclusion that dopey does not matter. I have no, I have no comment because it, it's. <laughs> It's almost like knocking on wood. I just <laughs> why okay. Not? Why I, not? Okay, I'm gonna leave this here, and we're gonna end it. Only I had ten doe. I, go I had ten doe peeing around my deer blind all day long. But so I don't need to buy. Well, I will say this though: which hunt did you see the most bucks on? None. I didn't see any bucks. Oh, the morning. The first morning with. But that was coming to a feeder. That one buck. It was coming to a feeder, not your dopey. No, all the other bucks that we saw. We saw two or three other bucks on that same hunt. Yeah. How many other bucks did you see on all your other hunts? None. I poured out an entire bottle of dopey on that first morning hunt. But. Enough said. That though, that little eight point lives at that feeder. I mean, that how little many six other, point lives at ma- that feeder. How much dopey did you put out on all your other hunts? I put 10 deer. No, how much dopey did you pour out of a bottle? None. On our, none. And how much did we pour out on the first hunt? Three quarters of a bottle. And how many bucks did we see? We're not sure. Somewhere between three and five. I rest my case. And I just heard <laughs> Oh, whatever. Dopey. It's science. It's... <laughs> I don't. I honestly so, don't really believe in it, or believe that any of those. But everybody came. has but, their. Um, everybody has their token of good luck, <laughs> and I do not have one. So I need, maybe I need to just get by a bottle of dopey and carry it around in my pocket, or sprinkle some out because when I had a chance to shoot the scrub buck, I poured some dopey out. <laughs> All I know is that I killed, and Daniel didn't, and I sprinkled dopey. I just enjoy that. So buy Mike's Dopey. $5.99. No, we we selling it for $14.99 because they oh, know it's Oh, it's now a, proven. It's a killer. It's science. It's science. You can even kill does with Mike's Dopey. But instead of listening to us ramble on, go check us out on our website at adventureonoutdoors.com. And you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And please leave us a review.